Hi, everybody. This is Dave Durer, and thanks for joining with us today. Today, we're going to look at John 12, verses 20 through 36. Please join me as I read through this section of Scripture. Some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee. They said, Sir, we want to meet Jesus. Philip told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. Jesus replied, Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world uh, will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me, because my servants must be where I am, and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? But this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice spoke from heaven, saying, I have already brought glory to my name, and I will do so again. When the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder, while, while others declared an angel had spoken to him. Then Jesus told them, The voice was for your benefit, not mine. The time for judging this world has come, when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this to indicate how he was going to die. The crowd responded, We understood from Scripture that the Messiah would live forever. How can you say the Son of Man will die? Just who is this Son of Man anyway? Jesus replied, My light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. Put your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. After saying these things, Jesus went away and was hidden from them. This section of God's Word recorded in John 12 is really a turning point in Jesus' ministry on earth. It all begins with some Greeks showing up in Jerusalem for the Passover uh, with a desire to meet this Jesus that they had been hearing about. They're curious. What is this all about? Philip and Andrew made the introduction, and Jesus' first response after meeting them seems a bit weird. Instead of letting them know how grateful he was to meet them and engage them in a conversation about the kingdom of God, along with some maybe some insightful questions, he opens the conversation with this, my time has come. And another line, and a seed must die to bring life. 
These Greeks most likely were wondering what Jesus was talking about. What did this have to do with their arrival and their introduction? And they had to be surprised that this was part of their introduction to Jesus after their long journey to Jerusalem. However, Jesus' response is not only a turning point in his ministry, but also a turning point in all of history and certainly a turning point for all people, including these Gentiles who were standing before him, these Greeks. Leading up to this, Jesus' regular response to followers who desired him to do more than what he was already doing was, my time has not yet come. Now a few Greeks show up at Passover and he changes his tune as he recognizes his time has arrived. Jesus then proceeds to describe himself as the son of man and a kernel of wheat that must be put into the ground and die so that it may produce many kernels and an incredible harvest. Jesus continues on and explains that he would be laying down his life for the entire world. He explained that as he's lifted up from earth, he will draw everyone to himself. And that, by the way, included the Greeks with whom, whom he was conversing. I wonder what they were thinking. I wonder what they understood in all this. Jesus knew that the cross was looming before him. He also knew full well that his position and his posture on the cross would be with arms outstretched in love as he faced the entire world as he was positioned on the cross between heaven and earth. He knew this would be a grand invitation for all, for all men, women, children to surrender their lives to him and embrace him as king. This passage also states that his soul was deeply troubled. He must have realized that many would choose to love their own life and die. And yet he continued to pray many more would thankfully surrender their lives to him by making a choice to love and believe in him and embrace his grace and forgiveness. Because Jesus' time had come he was conveying this life-changing message to all. All who showed up and were listening that day, as well all of us here today. Like him, Jesus is asking us to die to self, which really means to give up our rights and then die with him so that we can live and serve him now and forever in his kingdom. Just as a seed placed in the soil ceases to be a seed when it sprouts and becomes a tree that produces fruit and many more seeds, Jesus is saying to the crowd gathered, there is death that leads to life. Personally, I came to such a crisis of belief in my late 20s at a marriage retreat. Our speaker separated the men out and challenged each of us to stop playing games with God, to get serious about our faith, get serious about living for Jesus and following him. 
it seemed like the speaker's words were being directed right at me that afternoon. I was aware that when it came to my faith and belief system, my words didn't come close to aligning with my actions. I thought I had been pretty successful at placing God in a neat little box for a number of years. My delusion was that by doing so, it allowed me to stay in control of my own life. Clearly, I loved my life and the control I desired and thought I had more than I loved Jesus. The challenge presented by the speaker that day penetrated my heart like nothing had before and shed a bright light on my it's all about me and my self-centered attitude. I made a decision right then and there to surrender my life to Christ. I'll never forget it to surrender and follow him for the rest of the days of my life. I found that it was only then that I could truly serve him. I also realized that when I thought I was serving him before, I was really only selfishly serving myself. I am forever grateful for that speaker who showed up that day and had the guts to stand before a group of men, including me, and yes, call me out but more importantly, call me up to a life full of adventure and experiences far greater than anything I could ever dream or imagine as I walk with Jesus daily today. I now know with confidence that I am one in whom Christ dwells, and I live and serve in the unshakable kingdom of God. How about you? As we processed this scripture and reflected on Jesus' unselfish act and relentless pursuit of each of us, both you and me, maybe you resonate with some of these thoughts. Could the Holy Spirit be nudging you right now and calling you to take just another step, a small step, a baby step closer to Jesus? Maybe today you're ready to take more, be more serious about following Jesus. Or maybe you're ready to uh, take a step to invite a friend or a work associate into this incredible adventure of following Jesus. Whatever God is saying to you, I encourage you to listen closely and then with purpose and confidence, move into action. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your perfect love and expansive grace Despite the fact that we all sin and fall short of your glory, you, Jesus, voluntarily suffered and died for each of us, providing a pathway to forgiveness and an incredible abundant life, not someday, but today, here on earth, yet for all of eternity as well. All, all in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Have a great day.